Everybody, it's your man Dame DMYDC. Two mics up, brand new episode. And you know, tonight, uh, special guest. Uh, this gentleman has has really been uh popping, you know, and been in, in a lot of different things. You know, he's a New York native, and he's taking some time out tonight to sit down and rock with us. You know, you've seen him in, in TV and films, like you know, here we go again. Daddy's home. Uh, I believe it was You Can't Fight. Uh, you Can't Fight Christmas, I think was the name of the title. Let me get it correct. Uh, and many of you probably will recognize him and really identify with him, you know, as his role of uh, Omar Curse uh, in Single Ladies. And, you know, I'm going to bring Travis to the screen. Travis, my brother, thank you so much for taking time out, man, and sitting down with us tonight. How you doing this evening? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to people, you know, who are uh, familiar with my work. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. Yeah, you reminded me during that intro. I was like, <laughs> "Hey, man, you you have you have a very extensive, uh, you know, arc. You know, both in film and TV. And before we really dive into that, though, I really would like to know, like, when Travis is not working." He's not working on a project or, or anything, acting, directing. Like, what is Travis doing, man, like, in his downtime and his chill time? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's funny because it's so, it's, you know, the the business is so pervasive in your whole life that it's hard to, to not always be doing that. You spend so much time working towards the goal that you sort of forget your hobbies and your, you know, your downtime abilities. But um, I started off as an artist. Um, so I do henna tattoos. I do, I'm a tattoo artist. Um, so yeah, but when I'm not writing or coming up with some sort of, you know, it goes hand in hand, obviously. Like I create cartoons and pitch cartoons. We're constantly pitching shows and film ideas, my writing partner and I. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm not doing that, most of my drawings or sketches turn into some sort of cartoon idea, but yeah, it's mostly uh, tattooing and video gaming. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, nothing know? wrong with that, man. It, it helps pay the bills, but yeah. I have to ask that too. Because you're creative, it, and and that sounds like that jobs kind of maybe with who you are at your core. Um, mm -hmm. But was that something that led you to want to get into acting in, in TV, or was that something that was just always innate and that just kind of help blend or or play into what you're doing as an actor a writer or a producer yeah i think it's kind of both you know mm -hmm. um i never wanted to be an actor it wasn't like a, a thing that i i i actively pursued could be because of where i grew up like i grew up most of the time in georgia and you know just small town georgia uh it could be one part it was never a feasible opportunity mm -hmm. or and mm -hmm. the other part could have been just not not where I where I saw myself landing. Um, mm -hmm. A performer, yes, I've, that's been in me since I was a kid. You know, wow. since I came out of the womb, I was putting on a show, jokes, dancing, you know, fake movies. You, you name it, I was producing it. So right. my um, 
my goal was more of a producer and mm. director. I didn't mm. know that and what those things encompass, which is directing, acting. You So acting was always a means to an end to the business, to right. get into the business. I knew I wanted to make things for people to be like, I like that. You know, whether that was a dance or a song or a script or whatever it is, that that little feeling of, oh, that was good right. um, is nice. And I always wanted that. So I chased that all my life, whether I knew that or not. And, um, yeah. you know, but my degree in college was astrophysics. That's what I went to college for. Uh, you know, so it, I ended up dropping out, going into a boy band and stuff like that. So it's it's a constant flux of fighting who you are versus mm. trying to be who you want to be. Mm. And I think I found a happy medium. Um, yeah. with the entertainment that's that's deep um because those those things are so i guess polar opposite and so different ends but to really fight something to really find something um and that that's really deep because i think so many of us because just when you were saying it you know in my head kind of reflected on myself you know wanting to do something and be something but that's not who really i am or trying to find that space or that groove that I really fit in. Um, and I think that's important. And I hope people really hear that because that we're, we're struggling today as a society is really where I'm going with this. Yes. Yes. It goes deeper. Well, there's yeah. a, there's a philosophical debate buried in there yeah. somewhere about, you know, the embarrassment of being a blue collar person and, yeah. and, and those kind of things. And that, that, that hinders us more than it helps. I'm not saying that chasing the white collar goal um, isn't a chase that everybody should try Right. But there's no shame in not wanting to run that race. Exactly. Um, you know, like carpentry is beautiful art form. Um, and it's, it's not as it's a gift. Right. It's right, a gift. Right. You know, it's sorry, mathematics, that, yeah. engineering is art and it's not treated as such because it's not the biggest financial boon you're yeah. going to get, you know, so. And that's really where I was going with it. And you thank you for helping me close that loop, because uh, I, I think people really need to understand that and really hear that, um, you know, so. As you found your space, like you said, and, and got comfortable uh, in creative and, and being in the entertainment industry, is there someone or uh, something that really kind of became an inspiration for you uh, to really help, you know, maybe kick things into the next level and maybe help you take things a little more serious uh, once you got in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the first one was, and it's always in retrospect, so... It's I remember my mother um, used to compare me to Will Smith all the time in Fresh wow, Prince. And, wow. and, and my, my family was like that, like, oh, you can be in that show. You know how family <laughs> Why don't you play Iron Man? Um, <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I have had little minor pushes along in my life. And the majority of them have come from the women in my life, meaning um, my mother, my grandmother, my sister. Uh, they've been so encouraging whether I was listening to them or not. I was shrugging it off as just like, oh, thanks, mom, or whatever. Right. Um, but it even goes deeper into some of the girlfriends that I had. Um, I, I saw their worth eth work ethic, and they taught me things, just, just how to use Craigslist when I first started in New York. Um, mm -hmm. Simple things like that. And the creative ways that they would approach getting what they wanted in, a, in an industry where there are no rules. Right. People will tell you, oh, just get an agent. But, well, how do you do that? How do you do that when you've never acted? How do you begin acting when you don't have the access to get the acting work? So, right. you know, the women I've been around most of my life have, have been 
some of the strongest, most volatile, most inspiring women <laughs> I've ever encountered. And I think that has been a massive help. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't, I, I don't, I don't have celebrities that mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not a fan of people. I'm a fan right. of the things that they do. Like, so right. love Drew Hill. I don't want to be Cisco. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> at one point, but I don't want to be Cisco. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a fan person. Um, I, f- I find that uh, kind of that sycophanty yeah. mentality is yeah. dangerous. Um, yeah. And luckily, I've never had that. I mean, my biggest hero was probably like a cartoon character wow. or a comic book character. Yeah. And I say that in all seriousness because, um, you know, I grew up getting the messages of a hero does this and a man stands up for that and those kind of things based off of, um, you know, our, our animated, uh, our our art stuff, our art forms and artistic storytelling. So I think that's why I gravitated towards that. Now that I'm saying that. That's deep though. I mean, but I mean, I I really, I really understand with that too, or I jive with it because I think, um, you know, even for me, like probably some, not even probably some of the, the strongest person that I know is my mother being raised by a single parent and watching her and then the same thing like I've, I've always been predominantly the only male um so to watch uh the women around me the strength and the, and the fortitude that they've had to have uh and then watching her know that she's trying to raise a young male of color in this world so you really take a lot of those things uh and really surround yourself uh with them and it really becomes a party so i totally get you know where you're coming from the same thing i'm not i'm a fan like you you know like to be able to sit here and talk with you because i am a fan of yours i appreciate um, but, but no but to be able to really now peel back the layers and get to know you as a person that's really the most important thing i think that's the biggest takeaway now i can say yeah i can say yeah i, I know travis winfrey yeah i know him but i know travis right which is the most dangerous part about getting to know your heroes or a fan or a celebrity. And I I think a fictional celebrity is artificially flawed when real celebrities are just regular people, just regular people on camera. And and, and that's dangerous to idolize them, you know, because I agree. We're all flawed. I'm garbage at a lot of stuff. We just crash <laughs> a lot of things and, and in my life and everything, you know, like you right. don't want to know. It's just, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I find it I find it easier to get the morals that we're searching for yeah. or the lessons we're searching for yeah. in a structured form, which comes from the storytelling part of it. Oh, so man. the fictional heroes are always going to be better than I couldn't agree with you more. I'm awesome, but you know, I'm not as good as <laughs> I got it. We got it. So, Travis, <laughs> let me ask you, right? So, we're talking about acting and definitely came to, uh, you know, I've seen you in other movies, but like I said, let's talk about Omar. You know, I think most people, um, and probably to this day, still, when they see you, kind of identify, you know, you with Omar Curse and, and single ladies. And yeah. I'm just curious to know because you also played in, in another series, um. Uh, Pretty Little Liars. Um, yes, you were uh, the detective. Yes, uh, in that one, and those were two totally diverse roles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very pivotal in my career, both of them. Um, I, uh, very, very. And that's, that's really where I want to go. Like, talk about both of those. Like being pivotal, you know, both of them being pivotal, but dealing, you know, and preparing for both, and then how 
how much how pivotal it was for you in your career like talk about that right right so so let, let me start my the the biggest one and and honestly my favorite one which was uh single ladies so, you mm -hmm. know that was a great show mm -hmm. um it was my very first show um and i was very lucky to be on that but so i auditioned for single ladies to play lisa ray's character's boyfriend at mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. but the show is called single ladies right so, you know, i'm out of here and that's not good um and i read the script and uh the character said something omar's character said something in the pilot script and it was like something like oh bro but i'm not that gay and he had a mohawk or, and i had a mohawk at the time i was like yeah, you know honestly i like this guy's energy and i feel like this character is the one the, and I asked my manager at the time, could I, do you mind if I read for this part? Mind you, I already booked this other part, which is right. a big no-no. Don't, right. don't book something and then ask for something <laughs> else, right? So, right? so I didn't know that at the time. Um, right. And I, I asked him, hey, you mind if I read for this character? I just think, you know, I could do a good job at it. And uh, nailed it. Right. Got it, I guess. Right. Um, the character was only supposed to be in the first episode. Um, and, and then it just kept going you know yeah i just kept going they kept asking me to come back which was great and and you know these things take from the time we shot the first episode i had gone back to atlanta i had taken six months off of the acting stuff you know i did a few commercials some, a few smaller things here and there but it's hard it's hard to get started especially yeah. later in life mm -hmm. as a black male you know i started when i was about 25 or 26 so and that's right and, that, and that's i hate to say but is that considered it's old, old? Wow, <laughs> really? wow. <laughs> it's all when you're trying to get started in the in the entertainment business. Okay. You know? Okay. And um specifically in the genre that I'm, you know, that I'm in, face acting. Okay. You know, I'm not Daniel Day Lewis. I'm a face actor. So you <laughs> even real, right? I mean, That's I recognize old. my strengths and talents. <laughs> but but you know that that taught me a lot because I had to fight for that part. I I was wasn't sure I wanted to keep doing the acting thing and making a, a kind of a rash decision and just taking the chance on saying like this feels right. Mm -hmm. Um and, and and then after you book the part is something different because with acting, there are two types of acting. You're acting to book the job, mm -hmm. which is the auditioning process. Totally different type of acting. You're acting for different people. You're acting for casting directors, producers, agents, networks, things like that. When you get the job, after that first scene, the scene you've practiced for four weeks trying to prep to get the job, what do you do after that for the next mm. 32 episodes? Are mm. you, you know, because so many actors practice auditioning that by the time they get the job they have no idea how to act they're, wow. they're they don't have the ability to go on set get a full script you know memorize that blah 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 put work into it it's not the audition anymore this is the show and it's all up to you no one's going to tell you no that wasn't right wow. no that wasn't funny you have to bring a piece of you to it and and then and you know i did I, I feel like I tried to make that character. One of the major things that I wanted to do was not play a gay character, mm. um, just to be a regular dude. Right. And I, because those are, th that's the only choice that I could make as an actor to make this character me and to mm. not make it a copy of somebody else. Right. So I kind of just have to be me. Right. And just go with it. Um, yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it, bro. Yeah, thank you. You you, thank you, you, you nailed it. You killed it. Thank you. One of the one of the best the best parts about that show was the writer 
um, the two writers, Stacey Littlejohn, the creator of the show, mm-hmm. and her writer, uh, one of her writers, Demetrius, was they they were like, you know, there is a gay child out there who is not flamboyant, who is not, you know, questioning his identity or in flux or turmoil mm-hmm. out there at all. That is coming home to see you on TV because you're him. Yeah. Yep. And you know, you're not the other representations of that. And that meant a lot. And right. I, you know, as the writer was of course writing this character based on some of his personality in his life, and then slowly they start to take some of your stories after mm-hmm. they get to integrated into them. But that was the, the the reason why I love single ladies so much is because of that comment he made, he said to me was that there is someone who comes home from getting bullied at school and you're there, you know, you're their moment of there's somebody like me. Yeah. There's somebody like me operating in this mm. world. And I really appreciated that. That's powerful. And I, and that's, I, powerful. that's powerful. And, and that, that too speaks though to the level of talent and commitment that you really put in, you know, to develop that character. And, you know, was Omar not only a part of you, but also other pieces of, um, you know, maybe your life and, and people that you've also met. And oh, absolutely. That yes. into? Yeah, absolutely. He's my, it, it's funny. Cause a New York, <laughs> When I started doing, okay, because of course, let me back up. You know, actors do not put in that type of effort into something they don't have yet. Mm. You know, that would be a, that would be a psychologically damaging thing to do as a, for an actor, and a lot of actors do do that. They mm-hmm. invest so much into something that isn't theirs yet, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't give it away for free. You know, um, right. booking the part and then adding that special layer of like how do I make this character more luckily comes after you booked the part. And I thought a lot about how to make certain scenes realistic or work for me. And I just channeled my New York cousins, my cousins from New York, 125th street. Look at that bag. You know, like that's exactly how I did that. Omar heard that's how how I'm like, you know, because you know, all jokes aside, you kind of have to pull from real life. Um, Yeah. We can't make up people. You only can, piece people pieces of people together that you've right. met before right. and I, I feel like omar is like a combination of my family and all the funny people that i've ever met just you know Man. of course i'm mocking the writer when i do it too because right. it's him he's right. writing that's fun you know but, but you to take that and actually take that the, the written part and give it life and give it breath um yeah. i think that that's really the art and i mean you really uh you really did that uh and you you killed it uh playing omar uh, well, thank you. I mean, it, I would I would love to take credit for that, but I have to give credit to everybody else, yeah. the writer, the yeah. directors, you know, the editor. It's just them. It's all them. I'm just yeah. lucky. Yeah. Hey, they well, point says, the camera at me. I'm lucky. Hey, sometimes it's better to have some luck than no luck at all, right? I'll take it. Any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I want to I want to ask then because I imagine you know it's tough, right? You know, acting and and doing what you're doing, like you said, you know jokingly saying, you know, at 25, 26, you know, you're old uh, for what you do. But I'm curious to know, like, let's say if, you know, you're in Times Square or somebody say, you know, for the next week, we'll give you a billboard or you can post on social media a message. Mm-hmm. What would that message read? And what would it mean uh, coming from, from Travis Winfrey? So the message that I was saying, and, and I hate to recycle something I've said before, um, but do not let them round off your edges. Mm. And 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 I and I say that because we are all sharp, abrasive, 
creatures. And that's what makes us who we are. Um, we all have a racist friend, you know, that we tolerate. <laughs> we all have yeah. we all have that person that we keep around because they're rough, they're yeah. abrasive, but they're genuine. Mm-hmm. And that's what sells them on us, you know, like, right. oh, that's just so-and-so. Right. Um, Hollywood and any sort of machine will has a, a tendency to grind you down. Some of us, we do it to ourselves too. Like, True. oh, I didn't book that job because my hair isn't this way. I didn't yeah. book that job because this is, I am not like this person or I, they, or when you're watching a show that you're about to act on, you watch the whole season of the show mm-hmm. and you just try and fall into place with the other actors and the tone right. of it. And that's dangerous. Mm. Um, whether they say yes or not, their loss, you know, keep your edges. Mm. That, that's that, that's the, it's, there's a lot in that message. It, but there I, is. The, the, the core of it is don't let anybody take away from you the reasons why you got here in the first mm. place, you know? And then if you're a that's smoker, me. you fucking smoke. Right, right. Smoker, you cuss, you know, like mm-hmm. right. doing you, there are no rules to it. And anyone who tells you that there are, it probably isn't making it right now right. or they're a gatekeeper, man. That's, that is so man on so many levels. I, I mean, I, we can go on and on on that, but I, I appreciate that because it is so true. Um, you know, and you have to stay in your truth and you have to stay in your light and move how you move. And, you know, talking about that, staying in your light and staying in how you move, you know, you've transitioned TV film, you know, what else? Because you you are a creator and a creative. Is there anything that you're working on now that maybe you can share or talk about? Oh, I mean, so ever since I got into the business, like I said, I've been trying to pitch shows. I started with trying to pitch the remake of The Last Dragon. Wow. I'm, I'm from Harlem. I do martial arts, wow. light skin, I love anime. So <laughs> that was the first script that my um, writing partner and I got together to write and pitch. And we went to Sony and Motown and we did that. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there is a way to have a good project and still not get it made, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, so, um, yes, there's always something I'm working on right now. We're just finishing up, um, a hip hop whodunit murder mystery that we're going to take to market okay. probably starting next week. I've got an animated series called, uh, Fridge City about a piece of bread named Toast who turns into burnt toast when he gets mad. <laughs> it's an allegory for being a black actor. And wow. you know, there's there's a lot of projects I have. I mean, I, I never ask an actor or a writer, hey, do hey. you have anything? Because I got <laughs> right here. Look, I got I got all kinds of notes if you want to you want to read a script. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. But yeah, no, we're 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 working. And um, like like I said, I'm trying to I I started off coming here wanting to be the black something, mm-hmm. the black whoever you name it. I thought I was going to break down barriers. Right. I thought I was going to be innovative with um, the ideas I'm pitching. So mm-hmm. even in this late uh, stage in my career and in life, I am learning new lessons about, oh, I have to fight a different fight. There are politics mm-hmm. in play. Um and there's, you know, there are audiences that don't want to see some of the things that I think that we should see, you know, that are that we need to see as right. people. So, so I am fighting now more behind the scenes to get other people's things made. Um, I, I've realized that I have to put some of my stuff on the back burner in order to uplift a couple of 
better projects that might be a little bit more conducive to my end goal. Mm. So yeah, so I have a lot of things working on. I'll send you a link to my slate. If you <laughs> want to and also, you know, kind of my thing is I, I, I like to not promote and that's a detriment to my career. Yeah, I'm not a, I don't post, I'm not a, like a talker about the things I have going on mm -hmm. because I feel like if you don't know it already, I didn't do a good mm -hmm. enough job. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. You know that, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I, I mean, it, I, I, I kind of come from. I mean, early on, the, first of all, this was not my idea. Um, you know, we went through the whole George Floyd thing uh, and the unrest and, and things going on in, in the world, and some friends of ours. We used to get together on Friday nights, and we talked about what well, what it is that we could do locally to try to make change. And my wife would be sitting on the she was like, yo, why don't you do a show, do a podcast? I'm looking at her like, hey, what are you talking about? She's like, no, right. really. She said, you're actually pretty good. You know, you're good at talking with people. You have a pretty good personality. You're somewhat smart. Uh, so why don't you do a show? And here we are two years. So this, so I get what yeah. you're saying. So the whole social media, the whole posting and all of that, I'm not a big, hey, look at me guy. I am, but I am a big supporter and I believe in supporting others who are doing work. Things that you know, people like yourself who are doing things that we don't know nothing about. I think that's more important, especially in our community, because I mean, you know, we'll, we can talk about the Kyrie and the Kanye thing and, and how media mm -hmm. at times can depict men of color. And I right. think for me, that's really for me to have this platform is really about showing that, hey, we're not all this way or that way. We are diverse. Right. We are so talented. It's interesting you say that because so the latest thing is um, a, a fantastic photographer named Karel Augustus put out a book called Black Hollywood Book Project. Mm -hmm. um, I was in that book uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a recreation of famous movie posters with black actors. So I say that to say I found you and my my manager hit me up. And mm -hmm. asked me to do your podcast, mm -hmm. and so and so he sent me the links to your stuff, and of mm -hmm. course I looked. I and mm -hmm. and and I my question to you is, how many people turned you down that shouldn't have? Oh, tons, tons. right? And I know that because tons. of numbers or whatever, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. because the appearances are more important than the motive and the message. So right. so for me, the promoting thing ties into that. Like mm -hmm. I know for a fact that a lot of people that you admire and that don't know you yep. and that if they took two seconds to look yep. at one of your things, they would yep. know like, Oh, yep. let's, yeah, th yep. there's no support in those things. You None know, like millions of people don't support our own or come yep. out to do the, the, what we would call lower tier things. Yes. And, you know, like, and, and I, and I, I purposefully made sure my manager was, I'm like, no, I'll do it. Absolutely. And you know, what's funny. The, those, celebrities who have have said the same thing that you said they they understand and they get it where where what we're trying to deliver and what we're trying we're trying to change the narrative here and that's why i say it's really important you know again like you said being a fan i am a fan i like your work but it means that much more when i can have real conversation with you and now hopefully other people can see yeah travis is not but he's a real person there's that's why i want to do it behind him and yeah, there's nothing good. to hide. Let's just talk about it. Like, yeah, it's it's not, it's not, it's not like a, a career defining or career ending thing to support. And, and that that's point blank period, Travis. So 
I thank you for saying that, and I thank you for sharing that. Look, we, this has been a fabulous conversation, and we're coming up on the end. And before we close out, I just want to ask, you know, if you can, I know you don't post a lot, but is there anywhere that, like, our audience can go, they can go support you, go follow you? I'll make sure that we put that all in the show notes. Then sure, I'm going to post this. I mean, I, I post things I do. I just, you know, like, I'm, I don't post the things that I don't do. <laughs> um, I definitely support I will uh, you can follow me at Travis Winfrey on Instagram see I locked it down I made sure I have my social medias I just don't use them but that's my choice okay? I know that's right someone else can do it <laughs> so, um, yeah it's just Travis Winfrey on um, Instagram and I, I think the dirty word is Twitter now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't use them, but I definitely <laughs> will post. So I'm hoping that everybody will go to your YouTube channel and put it in the comment section stuff. I you know, will. like I, I respond to comments. You won't know it's me, but I do like to stir the pot in the comments in YouTube. Hey, I love it, man. I really yeah. appreciate you taking time out, man. This is a great conversation. One of my one of my best conversations, one of the best episodes that I've had. I thank you so much, man, and continue anytime. to trust you. And Literally me- anytime. If you ever need me to come in and, like, you know, just say some stuff, I'm here, man. Thank hey. you. It was a pleasure to meet you, too. It was a pleasure to meet you, too, man. And may you and your family have a safe and great holiday season. Oh, that's and, right. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah it, it's that time. And, you know, we're, we're filming this, y'all, at Thanksgiving. Uh, but you're probably going to see Travis around Christmas. We're gonna have right. him around. We're gonna have him around. We want to get him around Christmas. But make right. sure you guys tune in, ladies and gentlemen. Another great episode. You know how we do it this time. You can follow Two Mics Up online at www.twomicsup.com. You can follow us across all our social media, IG, Facebook, and Twitter. And yes, we are on YouTube. But don't forget, we are also on Mogul TV. So make sure you check us out. Check out all my other Mogul TV uh, creators and all the other shows. Drop us a comment. Let me know what you're thinking. All criticism is good criticism as far as I'm concerned. And like we always do, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, may you stay safe, stay blessed. Mike's out.